2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code Casino50. Joins us. Stratty, how you doing?
3: Great. How are you guys doing
1: today? Pretty good. Geez, you're coming in all excited. Thirteen wins in a row. They got Corey Perry. Let's start with uh, Perry. Um, uh, to me, this is like a this is a no lose situation for the orders. They gave up no. They gave up no assets. Uh, they gave up no cap space because uh, he replaced Adam Ernie. They make the exact same amount of money this year. Now there's a little bit next year if he reaches his bonuses. But man, this is a this is a pretty big win with, with like virtually no risk for the orders.
3: Absolutely huge, you know, and, and you talk about Holloway and Perry coming in. That bottom six automatically becomes bigger, and and uh, you know, the, the guys down there like Hamblin and Ernie and um, you know, Derek Ryan, Gags, guy, when he's been healthy, they've all contributed. Um, but you know, you got to kind of look ahead to the playoffs, okay? What do, what do we need to need, uh, need to compete against other teams or to maybe wear other teams down? Uh, some bigger bodies, guys that go to the net, a little more speed in the case of Holloway, so. Um, you know, I think getting, I, I think Perry is it's it's a stroke of luck, I guess, and genius at the same time.
0: Stroudy, I hope you're teaching the kids to play over their bottom hand, over their toes, unlike uh, at the end of the broomstick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what do you see? Like I, I see, uh, you know, I see so many guys in the Oilers lineup benefiting from uh, from Corey Perry just being in the lineup. Right the the enthusiasm, the intensity, you know, the chirping bringing guys into the fight. Do you see it the same way?
3: I do. And let's start with the obvious guys. You know, Evander Kane, for the most part, has kind of been the only guy doing it. Uh, You know, at times, D'Arnais gets involved. But now you have more than one guy. And and he does it. I think he does it when he sleeps. I mean, you know, Greg, I loved your question yesterday in the press conference. He actually chirped Emton again about that goal. You know, and he he does not care. And I love that about him. I love that. Uh, You hate him when he's on the other team, but you love it when he's on your team. So I think Evander Kane, Darren A.O.B. now have someone else that's going to really help them kind of get involved. And then a guy like Dylan Hallway. It's okay to say something to the other team or maybe upset someone by driving the net because you know that this guy will be going to the net when when he gets the opportunity. Um, You know, Ryan McLeod. If I was Ryan McLeod, I would try to get really close to Perry and just talk to him about you know how he's he's just been effective in, in in different times and going to the net. A lot of his goals are scored that way, and that's that's kind of the way it is in the playoffs. So, you know, you add a Stanley Cup into that room, you add that element of players that are now going to learn from a, a really a master in that way. And he's not the guy he was 15 years ago. He's not going to be playing 20 minutes, but I think it'll feel. Well, I hope at the end of the night when you look down the sheet and say he's let's say eight to 10 minutes or. I don't know where exactly. Let's just say around that mark. You're like, man, it felt like he was out there more, and that's a really nice thing, or a compliment to say about a player.
0: I, I see a, you know, a great point there, McLeod. But there's, you know, not only him. There's a lot of guys that could benefit from the gamesmanship that you're going to get out of this veteran player. I see a, I see a, you know, going to a game now, watching the best player in the world play and do fantastic things. But I also see the gritty side, and I see more scrums. I see. You know, him creating the fans getting into it a lot more just because of the energy and what he's going to. I imagine the majority of stoppages of play are going to, there's going to be scrums now, right? (laughs) Uh, We haven't seen that in a while.
3: No, we haven't. And I, I played with one of the greatest of all time, Sean Avery. And I remember just sitting on the bench when we were playing New Jersey, and their entire team was so focused on killing Sean Avery that the game became easy for us. Now, that was Sean Avery at the height of his power, he was at the top of his power. And I don't think Perry's at, 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 as far as playing minutes now. But he can still irritate and rattle. And it, it causes such a distraction. And the more you see it as a teammate, the more you're like, it's just incredible that these people get so worked up. Then you get involved in it. And then you're like, how can I maybe give a guy a whack here or a shot there and just become a harder team to play against? And that doesn't mean fighting, but it means, you know, some nights on a Tuesday night, in, well, let's talk about tonight. It's in Edmonton, but a Tuesday night against Columbus, in Columbus, it's not the most exciting game. Yeah, sure, they have the cannon. They fire out every time they get a shot on goal. But it's not that exciting to play there. All of a sudden, this guy finds a reason to be irritating, this guy being Corey Perry. And you get involved, and now there's you know, action, and everyone gets their energy going. And something that was a, maybe a toss-away game now becomes a fun one to be a part of.
0: Does it make it easier now? You know, you got McDavid, you got Dreisaitl, um, you got this winning streak. Things are great in Edmonton. We got the cold snap that just ended. Does it? If, if there's any room to make a trade or to get another player to come here, does it make it easier now that you got Perry?
3: I mean, after Perry or after, after Perry? Yeah, um, I think it does. You know, I think well, a lot of things have changed. You know, you look back and, and um, you know they needed a goalie. Everything, everything was going to be changed. Well, now I think the goalie position seems to have big stabilized with the great play of Skinner, Pickard, and then you know Ken Holland spoke about Campbell yesterday and how he's playing the minors, and then the D. I mean, the D are playing very well, and it's you know they're they it, it seems like what they're doing sustainable. They're making plays, they're defending well. The that the bad pinch is out of their game. And, you know, the goals against kind of the reflection of those two units, the D and the goalies. And then up front, you have different guys who are chipping in at different time. McLeod is, you know, woken up from his, his, his goal scoring slump. Um, you know, Fogel's getting in there. Gags seems to find a way to score from behind the net the craziest goals. But, you know, you sort of kind of, so I think that the team now is in a better spot so you can be a little bit more um, methodical about what you need to add. I'd, I'd love to see, them, you know, I've said it many times, replace CeCe with a more puck-moving guy. I don't know who that guy is. But, so maybe don't do it. So now you're looking up front. And I'll, I've, Greg, you know, I've talked about this guy before. I still like Adam Henrique. I know the money. I get it. But he, to me, fitting in that middle six, you can play anywhere in the lineup. i still got pretty good wheels. He's pretty decent player. I, I still like him for this Oilers team. And but I don't wh- know what that costs, but I like him. But
1: he's not a he's not a top six center on this team. So where does he where does he, you're, He's your third yeah. line center.
3: I think that I, I want to have insurance policies, right? So I think he can play on your wing as well. So you know maybe your third line becomes uh, you know McLeod at center, Henrique on the wing, and then who's the other guy? Is it Jan Mark or who, whoever it is on the other side? But if there's a problem, it gives your coach another ability to change something. Uh, if someone gets hurt, that's uh, that, that you know you want to move in the top six. He can slide there if you need it. And there's no, there's no doubt he's not taking away that top six center. But I want to have more depth because it's kind of like, you know, what you're not going to add an impactful defenseman at this point. You're not going to go out for a, a big goalie. So, and I don't think Hen- Enrique, I don't think he cost you a first rounder either. Actually, no, no, but so, he costs you
1: caps. So who are you moving off your roster? Because even well, if even I, if the Ducks re- retain half, you're basically it's three million dollars. You still got to move. So who are you moving?
3: Yeah, I'm trading them twice that's the that's the price that's where it gets, uh, that's where the assets go out. So I trade them somewhere else holds holds another half, and that gets him down to a million and a half. and then you gotta figure it out.
0: Can you bring uh, in a big Zach Bogosian on a d, as a d?
3: Well yeah, he's gonna, gonna call, he's going cost you a sixth round mm, like
1: no. i I do think they need a veteran seventh defenseman. I don't think there's any debate about that and I, I think you know you can find a guy like that. it's not gonna, it's gonna be a you know a, a, a later round draft pick you yeah. know fourth or fifth or sixth. And I think I think for sure they're going to do that without question in my mind. I'd be stunned if they didn't. Just because in the playoffs, if you look, the injuries on the back end seem to to happen more than up front. Just because I think they're blocking more shots.
0: Yeah, and he to yeah. me would fit that right big experienced defenseman. Yeah, right. And
1: he's really only there in case of an injury. Right. One hundred.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, he would work. Like I, I'm actually surprised Strady didn't mention that. But I know you've been you've been you've been horny for uh, Adam Henrik for a long time. <laughs> so uh, I like their consistency. You you have been have for been sure. And
0: years. A horny Jason Strady. <laughs>
1: see, because now if, if Henrique shot right, Strady, because that to me, I love the idea of adding like a right shot center who can play the wing. Because I still think in, if I was looking at the orders roster right now, and I know he's having a very good year. But do I believe that Warren Fogel is a guaranteed top six winger? Mm, I'm, I'm hesitant. But if he's on my third line, I'm like, oh my God, I really like my third line. And if they, because I honestly think the bigger piece they're missing right now is a second line right winger.
3: That's a big piece. And that, that's a big chunk, right? So if you're, whoever that is, that's a first rounder going out for that, for that big chunk, I think.
1: But no, see, I think it's gonna. I don't think it's. I think it's like a complimentary top six guy, a guy that I know can score, who's played in the top six, but not like a. They don't need a driver of a line. They've already got a dry sidle, right?
3: Right, right. Yeah. No, I hear you. No, I hear you. And I, I guess my, my, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at some instead of looking at the goalie or adding a massive defenseman. I'm looking at that middle six. That's where I want to bolster my lineup. So who's the guy that can do that? And, 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 and your point, I'm not going to argue. If, if you tell me it's uh, player X that scored whatever 25 goals and play on the wing, like, no problem. That's, that's I, I've got that too. But I think that this the conversation around this team has changed a lot um, about what you can go out and fix now. Because I think they did the D-man last year at that home. Uh, D'Arnais is playing very well um, right now, as is Kulak. You know, Even Darna I think, is probably moved into the five spot. Um, so there's lots of things happening on this team that are positive. So, yeah, I I'm open to it. I'm open to that middle six conversation for sure. If I'm Ken Holland,
1: he doesn't shoot right. But what about Anthony Duclair?
3: Oh wow, yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's a guy I talked about massive speed. Uh, what's he three million? I think. Yeah. Right?
1: So you know, if you trade him twice at seven fifty. Yeah, yeah,
3: and big body, isn't he? He's pretty big. Is he
1: six two or something? No, I think I think Duclair is only five eleven, maybe six feet. He's okay. thicker, but he's not he's not really tall. No.
3: But but speed, I like that. Speed. Oh, he can ski. Uh, oh, he can fly. Yeah, and not in speed kills. Um, you know, I guess you you watch the Sharks a lot more than I have
1: in, in recent. Well, years. no, no, not this year. I haven't, buddy. I'd oh, have to oh, lose yeah. a bet to watch that tire fire. But I've watched Leclerc, <laughs> Leclerc the last few years, and uh, um, I just he's an intriguing guy to me because a I know he's on the market. Right, he's a pending UFA, makes three mil on the worst team in the NHL, so you know he's going to be available. And I, I really don't think the cost is going to be that high. Like he he's not having great numbers because no one is in San Jose. And yeah. I, I think that's, that is like an ultimate buy-low player who right. could get you some decent return, who could get you some decent value on, on uh, what you're
3: getting. And the wheels. Like, I, those wheels, you need those wheels. You know, you, I don't think you want to bring in anything too slow.
1: Yeah, no, that's totally valid. Like, he's, you know, I'm looking at teams, like, I wonder if the New Jersey Devils, um, like, do you have any interest in Tyler Toffoli? There's a right shot. Like, if they fall out of it, does he intrigue you at
3: all? guy well yes for a number of reasons one he can score but he's been through all this before mm-hmm. he's been a winner this guy's won and you know i think the Oilers get to the point where you're you got to keep bringing guys in that have been there and it's not that they stand in front of everyone and this is how we do it this is how you win a Stanley Cup but it's the calmness of understanding that i've been through this you know maybe we could do it this way and i'll, I'll give you an example we i was playing in the New York Rangers and we, we lost a huge game in the second round to Buffalo, a game that we were winning, and we made a couple of bad decisions and lost. We're flying, or we get to the bus to the airport, and uh, Shannon says, guys, everyone's going to get off except for the players. And Shannon, he, he wasn't our captain, Yager was, but he spoke to the group about, you know, meaning to, 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 you know, just put this one behind us. As soon as we step off this bus, we're putting it behind us because we deserve to win the game. We did it, but that's the playoffs. And I remember thinking, you're so right. Now, unfortunately, we didn't win the next game. We lost, but like it was still. That's why he was there, right? That was his job to to calm us and to bring us back down to earth, whether we are too high or too low.
0: Is it too much to have a Phil Kessel here? Like he's missed too much hockey. Was he fit fit in there?
3: Oh God! Uh, is he? Is he? What would you say, Phil, Phil Kessel? Phil Kessel. Right. <laughs> Did you see Jason Strudwick? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so similar, I, similar body types, Struddy. Yeah. Similar body type. Oh, 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 <laughs> but, well, maybe, you might be right. It was a long Christmas. Um, You know, Brown, I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't know. I mean, he didn't play in the playoffs last yeah. year, and, you know, he, he is the you fun. You like yeah. the story and all that. I don't know. I I don't know. We're, we're yeah. yeah, I think maybe five years ago, yeah. Now, I, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but. The, the Henrik one is really, or not the Henrik, sorry, the, uh, yeah. the Duke player, the Duke, that one is interesting, Griggs, because we've seen a speedy player like McLeod beside Drysdale have some success, and I wonder if that's not a guy that could find similar success and be very excited and motivated to slide it beside that big guy.
2: Yeah,
1: no, it's it's an interesting one. It's gonna, You know, you start to look at names, and, you know, Edmonton's in no rush. That's, uh, you know, Ken Holland has shown that patience pays off without question, and I think it's one that we'll start to see a little bit more separation of teams here. Uh, you know, we get a lot of texts about Travis Konechny. I know Philadelphia is on record as saying, "Hey, maybe we'll move out some guys you didn't expect." And hey, Travis Konechny, has got he's got an other year on his deal. That's what makes it uh, intriguing. The problem is, like the orders next year, man, they're, they're going to have three point five million now in bonuses uh, between Perry and Brown. That's dead cap space. Uh, You know, they still got the James Neal 1.9 of dead cap space. So, you know, what happens with Jack Campbell? Although I will say like the the one saving grace of what if Jack Campbell finds his game here and is like a salvageable backup. At least you don't have to buy him out. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens uh, there. But I don't like I I like connect me. But if if you get well, if you if you're bringing connect me and then you're basically saying for sure we're not re-signing Fogle and, and that's fine, I guess. But. You know what? If, if they're willing to do them, but I think connecting would come with a fairly hefty price tag.
3: What do you think F- Fogle will get next year, you guys?
1: Well, it's a good question because like this is his career year, struds, But if I now, if I'm a GM and I really like Warren Fogel, but I look at okay, in the three years of his deal, yes, the last year was his best year, but let's go over the three years. Like he's probably a two point seven, my five million dollar player, right? That's what he is. So I'm, I wouldn't really give him a big raise, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I think, he, I think he'd be looking to make his money over the term. You know, he's one of those guys who would get a three-, four-year deal, probably. Don't you think so? That's how he'd get his money.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. But is he, is he going to get, like, 3.25? You know what I mean?
3: That's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, how does he compare to Pierre Engvall?
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: and Airbnb, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: Well Engval last year or the year before I think was a didn't Engval had twenty goals, right? Like a big
3: guy, yeah. big guy that can
1: skate yeah but Fogel's career high No, engol had 15 and then he had 12 and then yeah he got was well, 17 so he had he had 15 and 17 goals Fogel's career high is 13. so you know that that probably plays a factor in it um but you know hey i'll say this Fogel is a big body who can skate and i will think on and i could understand if Warren Fogel says guys this is my last chance to get a pretty good ticket here um, and and, and I'll say that, especially if they win. You know how it is, Strati. Right? If Morton Fogel's a UFA and has won a Stanley Cup, somebody might sign him for four mil.
3: Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, and, and it goes back to your thing about the Duke. You know, if that if they do trade for him, he might, you know, he, he can test drive him for next year. Not that he's going to get a big deal, but you know what I mean? Like, he, they're going to have to find some guys that are lo- looking to bump up their salaries on one-year contracts with oil. Yeah
1: uh is the streak continuing tonight?
3: Man, I oh – God. You know, you look at these two games, it should. You know, it should definitely – but, yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Let's get let's let's have a good party about it. Crack out the port. Let's do it. Two, two more games and get to Saturday <laughs> night. See what happens.
1: Saturday afternoon, Strutty, don't miss it. It's an afternoon game on course, Saturday. That's right. That's right. Two yeah, bells. Two bells. That's better. All right. Afternoon buzz. Have a good, yeah. Oh, there'll be a lot. Trust me, if the order fans win 16 in a row, whoo. Kidding me? It'll be party time on a Saturday, 5 o'clock. The OTR dance floor will be rocking at 530.
3: We're all going to brownies for those magical chips. Hey. Her- oh, God, the special
0: chips. Hey, I'm rattled by uh, Gregor, the, the horny Strudwick. I want you to pull over and roll in the snow and cool yourself off. Nobody wants to be around a horny Strudwick. right now.
1: That
3: <laughs> oh, rattled God. me. I love, it. Uh,
1: I love it. Have a good one, Struddy. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. See you, boys